0: My name is Dwayne Default and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody. My name is Dwayne Default, and I run a revenue agency called Selling SaaS. And we focus on helping B2B SaaS business optimize the go-to-market and create an effective sales process to create a profitable SaaS business. And so today we're going to talk about segmentation, wonderful data and rev ops and that whole backend reporting stuff that no one really likes to do early enough in their business. So they're left scrambling, trying to figure out how to scale. Hopefully this show today or this information helps you understand the priority level and the needs and why you really need to understand why you need to be segmenting your leads and your customers right out of the gate and get your rev ops dialed in. Why do we segment anything in our business? When it comes to our customers and our prospects, first and foremost, we need to understand the makeup of our existing customers. Who pays us the most? Who is the best to deal with? And who uses the product the most and gets the most value out of it? If you don't know those things about your existing customer book, then you're kind of just flying by the seat of your pants and taking a guess at who actually gets value aside from whatever the founder wrote down three years ago. So the first thing you need to understand about segmentation is it helps define the makeup of your existing customers. And once you understand that, then you can go to the other main priority of segmentation, which is who to prioritize in your sales funnel. And then secondly, how to optimize your marketing to go and get more of those people. So how do you do that? What goes into the segmenting process and what do you choose, how do you do it? How do you operationalize the segmentation process? So the first thing you need to understand is there is kind of a demographic version of segmenting and then there's kind of a photographic version of segmentation and you want to have both of them. So the demographic information is the very simple common things you see all over the place, which are questions like what is your role? What industry are you in? What's your annual revenue of the business? Things like that. Stuff that you can typically find online, other data enrichment platforms, that type of stuff. The firmographic information are the specific things that are related to your business that they need. So these are the custom questions that typically revolve around how you're going to charge that customer, how they're going to pay you money. So it could be a number of things they're going to use in your product. For example, there could be a number of printouts, a number of pictures, or a common one is number of contacts that you need to load into your marketing tool. Or it could be like a number of amounts of minutes you need to upload to a recording tool or my favorite is the number of seat counts or users inside of the program. Now, the cat to all of this is you don't want to have it just a free form text because then they can put anything they want in there. And that's extremely hard to report on. Yes, it's technically easier for the prospect to fill that out, but you want to give them what's called bands of information. So the user bands, number bands and a band of information is basically from zero to 10, from 11 to 25 to, to 100. You see that all the time when you sign up for other tools, then they say, how many users are in your organization? They give you those options. The reason why is it's a lot easier to bucket your contact information and associate it with their definition of their ideal customer profile. Then if you happen to match a good definition of the ideal customer profile, chances are you're going to get a salesperson to reach out to you. And that's why you want to segment your leads, your customers, your traffic. So you understand how to prioritize them in the sales funnel and how to optimize your go-to-market funnel as well, or how to optimize your marketing side of things. Again, the reason why you want to work on segmenting your existing customer base and your leads coming to you is you need to understand how well are you attracting prospects that match the definitions of your P, and then how are you converting on the back end and turning them into customers. And so, a really easy way to do that is again, you add a form on your website. If you have a trial, you put some of those segmented questions on the trial form. If they if there's an asset download on your website, you put it there there as well, and you really start collecting the information and seeing how well you're doing at attracting these types of prospects. Now the way marketing is optimized from this information is they simply just look at the campaigns that are driving certain traffic so that you can see, all right, this campaign over here is driving a lot of these prospects from this industry, this role base that really don't convert. They don't use our product that much. So we're going to stop running that campaign. We're going to stop spending this money over here because this campaign over here, is driving a lot of leads in this industry at this role with this type of user base. So we want to get more of those because those ones pay us the most, they use the product the most, and they're the most engaged. And that's type of business that you really want to drive. On a marketing side, it helps optimize where they spend the resources and allocate their time. On the sales side, it does kind of the same thing. It helps understand, it helps the sales team how to prioritize where they want to spend their time. It helps dictate who's the R's, reach out to call and qualify and set up for the account executive, or if it's a full cycle sales scenario where it's product led and sales led, that tells which which leads the account executives need to reach out to because they're higher ROI. That means they can reach out to them and close them. And so understanding what the potential ROI is from your leads coming in, as well as how well of a fit they are from your definition of an ICP is all, it all comes from being able to segment your prospect and your customer base. So the more you can dial in how you're collecting that information, the better off you're going to be when it comes to marketing campaign performance and prioritization on your sales front. But let me just warn you, you do not want to put 20 questions on one form. It is a really quick way to just scare off prospects. So you kind of have to A-B test. You have to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what information that you need to collect in order to drive certain types of business. And there's been plenty of scenarios where I've personally had to change stuff because the questions we were asking weren't really relevant to the value they got from our product. And so we updated the trial form and we collected a different type of information from the prospect. And all of a sudden that was the trick. That's how they use it. That's the way they thought of the tool. And we started updating some verbiage and some language on the website to drive that traffic. But we would have never have known to do that if we weren't collecting information from the beginning. If we were just collecting name and email, and then hopefully they fill that stuff in on the account setup side, then you don't really know how to approach them. You don't really know how to optimize the Marketing side of the business to drive early traffic, you don't really have the early leading indicators of what the results are going to be. You just kind of have to wait to see what happens when revenue hits the books. And so, when you do the proper level of segmentation, it not only helps you dial in activities that drive the best ROI, but it gives you early indicators of success so you can either double down on an early campaign or you can kind of ratchet back, spend less, reallocate. So, it gives you the ability to see almost kind of see the future on how the pipeline is going to go when it comes. To customer acquisition. So being able to segment your user base, your customer base, being able to see what your lead flow is like and how your campaigns are performing and where your sales team is spending their time all comes from being able to segment your users and your leads coming into your business. So again, the reason why we segment and how we do it is all for creating the most efficient process to acquire customers, building a profitable business so you get the highest margin possible per customer and helps you prioritize your sales and optimize your marketing. So hopefully this wasn't too much information coming at you all at once. But if you got value from today's episode, please share with a friend. Most importantly, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. So I appreciate you and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.